With the Capital One Saver Card, you earn 4% cash back on dining and entertainment. That's 4% cash back on We Scream for ice cream. Oh, oh, I want strawberry. And 4% while you're screaming at the amusement park. The Capital One Saver Card. Earn 4% on dining and 4% on entertainment. Now, when you and the family go out, you cash in. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. Capital One Bank, USANA. Right now, you can get both Sprint's Unlimited plan and the iPhone XR with its amazing camera included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after monthly credit supplied within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 63020, pay $32 a month per line with AutoPay. Data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. listening to uncle sam soccer podcast keeping you up to date with the latest in american soccer and don't forget to subscribe and we're back uncle sam soccer podcast yes it is i steven jodder and welcome welcome Joining me as always, down south in Dallas, Texas, Armand Kafai. Armand, how we doing? We're doing, we're doing pretty good, man. I mean, it's a little bit of a blessing going on with school ending and, you know, more time to uh, dedicate to the beautiful game. So we're back. Uh, the month of April, um, for lack of a better word, was hell. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, after, you know, fighting through a 20-page paper on how to predict goals in soccer – our 20-page paper on board security, exams, all that good stuff. I'm free, and I'm feeling great. I'm loving it right now. I'm loving it. Well, there you I'm go. Lo- F- follow him at Armankafai. Jake, are you still stuck in winter? No. Nope, there is no more winter anymore uh, up here. So we thought. We thought, although it did snow uh in the northern part of the state, I think a couple days ago. So I think I saw areas around Fargo got about 11 inches of snow. Or no, Duluth, sorry. Duluth got 11 inches of snow a couple days ago. So yeah, screw that. Follow Jake at Jake Watroba. He has some hot takes. Yes, follow myself at Stephen Jodron. Make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to the podcast. Follow us at Unc Sam Stalker Pod. There you can get the latest news, information about the show, what we're going to be doing here over the course of summer. And on today's episode, we're going to focus strictly on MLS, give you our thoughts. And question of the day, guys, how interested have we been in MLS 2019? Listeners, make sure you, you know, if you feel free to answer that question to send us your thoughts, your comments at Unc Sam Soccer Pod. And Jake, it's been an hectic April for us. We haven't recorded much, but let's just talk about yeah the Premier League title race, insane. Champions League comebacks left and right. You have the NHL playoffs. You have the NBA playoffs. You have all this stuff going on. How interested have you been in MLS 2019? I'm going to be honest with you, Chief. I haven't been very interested at all. 
all to be to be honest there i mean like you said nhl playoffs nba playoffs major league baseball starting back up uh yeah how can we I had the masters at one point yep. yeah you can't forget about that tiger a- tiger came back i mean every weekend there was something that was just a little more important or just a little more newsworthy than what happened in in mls that weekend right and we can we can talk about this later in the show if you want to but there aren't that many teams worth watching in this league right now either oh interesting armand what about you obviously you cover fc dallas but let's take that journalist objectivity out of you and just from a fan perspective let's take your bias towards fc dallas away if you are a neutral do you think MLS has been captivating so far in 2019? For lack of a better word, no. I'm watching a lot of the games, watching you know a lot of games on the back burner whenever I can. I mean, to be honest, I try to watch as much MLS as possible throughout the weeks. But, I mean, some of the games just aren't captivating. And I think that's a good word, captivating, because it's not necessarily the style of play that really captivates me as a whole, but... A lot of times you see a game, an atmosphere is lacking. It's kind of boring, kind of soft, nothing really going on. You can hear players yell in the field, etc. And it's just like, yo, like, I'm, I'm trying to watch it. I'm trying really hard. But I mean, some games I just turn off halfway through. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. I, I want to I want to watch him more. I, I can torture myself later. So um, it's it's been tough. It's been a little tougher this year. I don't know why specifically this year, but it's been a little That's- tougher. Yeah, I I feel like the last several years there's been excitement, and I'm beginning to wonder. Now, listeners, make sure you chime in. We'd love to hear your your thoughts on this. Jake thinks there's not enough teams worth watching. Armand, do you pinpoint a specific reason why you think MLS has not been captivating enough? I just don't think the quality of play is good enough. Quality of For play. Lack of a better, I, I think I don't think there's I think there's very few teams that attempt and want to play entertaining football. As you see, as you see, LFC, great, fun team to watch. They play great, entertaining football. But all these, you know, spending caps and all that stuff, you, you're kind of hampering the potential of a team that you know wants to play. And if they do want to play, can they play? I just think the the quality has taken a little bit of a dip this year, especially when you lose Almarone. Um, Tyler Adams, Alfonso Davies. I mean, this is a product of being a league that sells Tata stars. Martino. Tata Martino. When you sell your stars and export your players, it's a product of it. Your, your quality of play is going to go down at some point. It's not going to go up, 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 up. You're going to have a dip. And I think this year we're starting to see a little bit of that dip. So there you got two very valid arguments. Quality of play, not enough interesting teams. Those things overlap. Here's my big theory. It's become predictable. How often do we talk about say, an expansion franchise entering the league, a big superstar coming. It seems every year we're doing the same motions over and over and over. And guess what, guys? MLS is only more expa- is only going to expand more. And we got Nashville, Miami, and then the two others. It's For the next 7 to 10 years, we'll be talking April, May 12th, when we're recording about the expansion franchise, what players, the rumors. It's every year it's the same thing. Oh, how's the new team doing on the block? MLS 1.0s versus the newest. I mean, it's become predictable. No, Steven, you're right. It is. And that's because parity. And I know there's a lot of people who think, oh, it's it's really great that, you know, little old Columbus crew has a chance to win the title every year. <laughs> 
Here we go. Why is it always Columbus with this show? Because I okay, fine. Or little old Real Salt Lake. We'll do another small market team. You know that's that's all fine and dandy. But like Armand said, with these uh, spending limitations, teams aren't able to kind of put their own stamp on on the team they want because they're they're limited in how much they can spend. If a team wants to be a team that's on the front foot constantly and is high flying, attacking football, beautiful football, they have to they they really have to get every move move right to to be that uh, or to build that roster and. With the types of type of money that this league allows its clubs to spend, you you might get a club or two that can do that, but that's about it. We have to we have to loosen the reins on what teams can spend in this league. Otherwise, you're going to have a bunch of crappy teams that are boring to watch, like Vancouver or like Orlando City or. Now, I mean, Atlanta United's boring to watch. Who wants to watch Atlanta United? And then, granted, that's because of the the manager. But there's just so many teams in this league that I don't find are, are worth a damn to watch. Sure, yeah. Wayne Rooney's cool. You get to watch Wayne Rooney. <laughs> like I went, I, I saw, I saw DC United play a couple weeks ago in Minnesota. There was nothing about, and maybe this is more so what Minnesota did. But I, I watched them. I'm like, this team isn't that fun to watch. Like what? I mean, Olsen Ball it, has never been that fun to watch. I mean, I, I mean, pretty valid point. But that, but that's like, but. You can't just, like Steven's saying, you can't rely on expansion teams to come in this league because expansion teams have this surplus of money from the jump so they can spend on all these players and it can be fun and exciting you know, for the first season Unless or you're FC Cincinnati. Or FC Cincinnati or Minnesota United. You can't just rely on that to just keep things interesting in your league for you know two, three years and then the next wave of expansion comes through and you know now we're going to wait and see what David Beckham does with Miami and that'll be fun and great for three oh, years just, and then just wait for Messi to come in at 38 or Ronaldo yeah, I mean, if, you can't, if he ever wants the, to parody is 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 what is hindering this league I don't care if Real Salt Lake has a chance to win the title or not I don't I don't give a rat's ass <laughs> nobody should care uh, I just care if they play. I just care if they play fun attacking, or not even attacking, just good, sound soccer. I mean, <laughs> for, for like, let, let's be real. Let's be real. Let's be real here. Is if let's take the Premier League, okay? Let's say, uh, let's see, if the Premier League was full of a bunch of teams that were like Burnley, and then you had a team that was okay, well, somewhat good. Let's just say Wolverhampton. Would that be fun? Would that be fun to have a bunch of Burnleys and then a Wolverhampton as like the <laughs> the crown jewel of the league? Is that is that a fun league to watch? Well, because well, Burnley has a chance to win because they're playing twenty two or twenty three other Burnleys, so that's fun, right? That's fun for everybody. Jake, no, it's not. It's Jake, bad. It's let, not I'm good. Push back. Wait, wait. I think here's the problem. We're talking about a bunch of teams that are really crappy. But if you were to take, say, the talent pool that's in the Champions League and distribute it across MLS, then you want parity. Then you'd be like, ooh, superstars left and right. Yeah, I think the Champions League gets a lot of crap, and I've crapped on it for the dominance of Spanish teams winning it year in and year out or having so much success that they're in the semifinals. But the fact that the Champions League does have somewhat of a little bit of a turnover, quote-unquote parity, there's enough there to say, ooh, Ajax, Tottenham, Monaco. So if if everybody in the league was as good as LAFC, and according to our very own Jake Watroba, it's the only team worth watching in the league. 
And he goes even further as saying he, that it's the only team that could compete in the championship, never mind the Premier League. Jake, that's you said you've watched a lot of crappy soccer in MLS, it seems like. There so I watched yesterday, yesterday being Saturday morning. I watched Leeds and Derby or Derby or whatever Derby. Derby, sorry, I'm not British. Play leg one of the championship promotion playoff. It's so apparent to me, just watching that one game, how much more talented the teams that are slotted seven, six, five, four, or no, six, five, four, three in the championship, how much better they are than damn near every single team in MLS. I'm not even sure if LAFC can compete for a promotion playoff spot in the championship, but I damn know, I, I know for sure that a team like the New England Revolution are probably on the same level as a as a mid-table League Two club in the EFL. Oof. Oof. And, I, and, not, and, that, and that's not me pick on New England Revolution. Yeah, let's, we, can take, we, can take, we can take a somewhat good team here. Let's, let's, take a, let's take an okay team here. Who do, you want, who do you want to look at? Who do you want to talk about? Let's talk about, let's talk about Seattle Sounders. That's not a championship side. Are you kidding me? You don't think it's a bottom-level championship side? Like at all? Maybe. Maybe. But I bet, I bet they're probably on the same level as one of your upper echelon League One side. So, yeah, I guess, I guess yeah, you could say the bottom part of the championship. But, like, there, there aren't good teams in MLS. Like, this is – if you want to watch comparable football to MLS, put on League One and watch. And it, it is – it looks identical. But there Jake, is a lot of crap clubs in this league. One, I think there's here's another difference. When you're watching the championship, you have fan engagement. The, the stadiums, at least the important clubs, the top clubs that are competing, where you have clubs one through eight, nine, that are competing for promotion for the championship, the fans are engaged. But Armand, you know more than anybody on this podcast that fans are just disengaged with their clubs. It, it is a small minority of this, apart from LAFC, but fans don't show up the games. The atmosphere sucks. You can hear the players scream on the field. Part of soccer and a big chunk of it were the fans. The fans had a big impact. Anfield was rocking. Talk about fans having an impact on the game. Liverpool, Barcelona, how they overturned that aggregate, the Reds going to the Champions League final. But where in MLS can you say the fans have actually contributed to the team's success? I mean, you can say there, there, there are, but I mean, it's all the more recent expansion teams, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you could obviously go Seattle, Portland, Atlanta, LAFC. I mean, we could, we could go down a, a little bit of a list. But um, the problem is, is like what I saw uh, this past weekend in Dallas. I just saw... I saw, to be honest with you, just quite a, a disappointing showing from, uh, you know, just people don't care, <laughs> for, for lack why, of a better word. Why should they care, though? Because the team doesn't yeah, care. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. Why, if a team isn't making an effort to be in that market and, you know, make a move and say, hey, look, like, we're here, like, market, all that stuff, what's the, exactly, what's the point? They even brought Dirk, arguably the greatest DFW, not arguably. The, the greatest DFW sports legend out there. And guess what? <laughs> it was the low. I think it was the lowest. Uh, you, you have to fact check me on this. It's the lowest attended game all year. Like how? 
What? Oh, is it because it was raining? The rain they didn't rain at all throughout the game. It, it's disappointing, and we're starting to see Emily, MLS address that. I mean, especially the Chicago Fire move. That you know they're about to be out of Bridgeview and go back to Soldier Field. <laughs> These have to be addressed before MLS can grow. You gotta take care of the you gotta take care of the old guys before you can grow. Give us a social security or something. I don't know. <laughs> I like it. Uh, listeners at Oxan Soccer Pod, we talked about quality of play, teams worth watching, the predictability, Jake's parody comment. But Armand, you've been bringing this topic for the last couple of weeks as we haven't been recording, but it's just been the coaching and the coaching turnaround in MLS. I mean, we saw uh, three coaches fired in eight days. <laughs> I mean, there were the Rapids fired Anthony Hudson after his win-loss draws. He went 8-26-9. Uh, they replaced him with Connor Casey, who's uh, followed up with two straight losses. <laughs> uh, FC Cincinnati That's great. Uh, fired uh, Alan Koch after 11 games. And he went 2-7-2, and, and he was replaced by Johan Domit, who's a 29-year-old, and who many have characterized him as a the guy who was actually coaching the team relative to Alan Koch, uh, you know, he just defeated Montreal 2-1 in his debut. And then the Revolution Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Finally- time out, time out, time out. So they fired the coach. FC Cincinnati fired the coach and replaced him with the coach who was or enacting the coach when the coach was there. So they basically got the same guy, just, just with a different voice and a yeah, different just, title? Just, 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 just with a title. What's uh, the point of that? Well, no, no, but Alan Koch was the guy, if that makes any sense. Like, he was making attack decisions on the, on the pitch during the games. He was the main guy. Dom has a different ideology, a different style. We saw that in their game against Montreal. The, the common thing between all three of these guys, and the last one, which is Brad Friedel finally getting fired after going 12, 21, and 13, is that all these guys have thrown their players underneath the bus and said, yeah, we're competing with trash players, basically. Obviously not word for word. Anthony Hudson came out and said, yeah, we're, we're, we're completely with bottom-level players for the bottom of the league. Alan Koch said, yeah, we need better players. Um, and Brad Friedel said that Not players in MLS face no pressure. Yeah, we, we talked about that. MLS coaches are having some pressure. I mean, damn, this is what? Match week 11, 10, and there's three coaches already sacked? I, there's a, there's a, it's a, the quality of play needs to increase, but these guys are just terrible hires. And they're hired by teams, and they're kind of just lazy. Colorado, Stan Kroenke, does he care about the Rapids? Bob Kraft, Jonathan Kraft. I know you, you love them, Stephen, and you'd like, you know, you give them a lot. <laughs> but do they care about the revolution to where they kept this guy, Brad Frito, after all he's said and done? And for Cincinnati and Alan Koch, a guy who's been underachieving, it's just a lazy hire. And Look, I'll, I'll I'll put this down on the little bet thing or the prediction sheet that we have. It's going to be the same thing with Gary Smith in Nashville. Gary Smith, he won 20, 2010 MLS Cup with Colorado Rapids. He plays very 1.0 MLS soccer. They're gonna they're gonna sack him because he's not he's not gonna be ambitious enough and he's not gonna be playing good. And he's underachieving with a Nashville team in the USL. Like, come on, man! All these guys are getting fired. Guys, do you think there's maybe a little bit of pressure on coaches? I mean, unlike what Brad Friedel saying, there's no pressure in MLS. No, there's absolutely pressure on coaches. But let, let's be honest here: the players are not the best on these teams. Can, can we can we at least admit that? 
Now, throwing players on the bus is stupid. It's the quickest way to get out of town. Here's my thing. I think FC Cincinnati is the outlier here. More specifically, Alan Koch. Anthony Hudson and Brad Friedel, those two teams were awful. Either one of you think the Colorado Rapids or the New England Revolution, after after firing their managers, have any chance of being a respectable club in the MLS this season? I had the I had the Rapids labeled as interesting because the offseason acquisitions, and I think they're an interesting spot for a coach to potentially go into. But no, they, I don't think at all. I don't, I don't think so. I, don't, I think they're going to be pretty bad at, for the rest of the year. Look, man, here's here's the thing. Firing Anthony Hudson and firing Brad Friedel was the lazy solution for these ownership groups. The, sorry, the lazy solution to their problems. The problem with Colorado Rapids and the problem with the New England Revolution are the ownership groups. They, that's it. That's it. Both these teams suck. They don't have good players. They, they don't have any quality on these two sides. Is there pressure for MLS coaches? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess, probably. This was just a lazy solution to an overarching problem with these two clubs, which is their ownership suck. And they don't know... When they hear, we don't have good enough players to compete with an MLS, and when they hear these players aren't good enough, they, they, they're not in the pressure cooker of uh, like like a relegation battle that Brad Friedel suggested. What did Bob Kraft and what do... Stan Kroenke do to solve that? Well, I'm going to find somebody who can take these crap players, take these cheap players, these players that we found at the bottom of the barrel in the, in the bargain bin at your local Walmart. And I'm going to see if I can find somebody who can, who can make them better. Cause, cause damn knows, you know, God knows I'm not going to spend money on this team to make them better. That's just my two cents. Do you think that's a problem, Jake? Uh, like that's MLS is like, you know, how MLS has like no part of that problem with their originals kind of struggling and, well, you think part uh, another part of it, like I guess hand in hand with that, is also the ownerships as well. I think that there they, are. I think there are that a, they're a holding lot of back the league. Groups. Well, I think uh, these two clubs, Colorado Rapids and New England Revolution, are holding back the league. I think FC Dallas is holding back the league. I think Chicago Fire is holding back the league. While I think holding the back of the league from what, Jake? It's not deterring uh, LFC Atlanta for doing what they want to do. And players the are New not going to go markets, to these crappy teams. We, I mean, Stephen, we get it. You jump in front of the bus for Bob Kraft. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking. There's about no Bob reason Kraft. why this team, this team's, this New England Revolution team should be good constantly. They're in a, they're in the Boston market. They should have no problems being a competitive team. Dallas should have no problems attracting Jake. Jake but that's not my Dallas. argument. They, they I don't. Do it. How are they holding back the league? How are they? If somehow these are prominent, these are prominent markets that should be. Competitive on a consistent basis. And okay, Boston, not, you're completely struggle, right. Boston, you're completely struggle right. struggle in attendance. Both, all three of these teams. Who? With, Chicago? New England, Dallas, and Chicago. Dallas, too, and New England. They all struggle in attendance. Well, yeah. No, absolutely. You're not wrong. They're holding back the league. There's no There's no reason that... But I don't... I genuinely don't think people are looking overseas and like, ooh, what, what are the New England Revolution? No, they're not going to care. It's the same thing the with problem. us with the championship. We look at the top 10 in the league, and that's it. When people pay attention to L.A., the Atlantas, Seattle's, Toronto's, the, the names. New England doesn't have a name. Chicago, eh, maybe, just because it's a huge city. 
Well, New England isn't a city. It's a it's a region in the country. Yeah, but how many people outside of America understand that? I think that can be explained to people that this represents a region and you're more specifically going to be close to the Boston market. You're, you're not wrong. Not the like, Boston market is a good soccer market. I, I'm on board like, with you. Robert Kraft has uh, – Jonathan Kraft have screwed over the revolution. No no doubt. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you they, they, they're some great super owners, but they are very important to the league, and there's a certain reason why the league protects them. I'm sick and tired of the, the excuse that the, the important thing, and I get it. I get it. Armand, soccer writers it. will not criticize them. Why? They have been, though. Yeah, but it's under the radar. Sam Stacecall just wrote an article for The Athletic uh, earlier this week outlining how the crafts are the reason the New England Revolution are so bad this year, not Brad Friedel. And he did that with Colorado like a week before. Just unloading. Like, people do criticize Yeah, but guys. here's the thing, guys, guys, here's the thing. Outside of those fan bases, maybe a couple of MLS fanboys, quite frankly, a lot of people just don't care. People in New England, what do they want? Make sure the Patriots are good. NFL fans do not care What's about... What's the problem? But yeah, no, but this is a countrywide issue. That there's not enough pressure on front offices to... I mean, for God's sakes, I don't know what happened in L.A. at Staples Centers, but there was a protest with the, the, the Lakers organization... You two can fill me in on what the hell happened there. But I saw the headline. When's the last time they said, you know what, MLS, we're going to boycott. Until we see change, no one go to a game. You have to directly. Well, there has been a boycott. No one goes to the games. (laughs) (laughs) No one goes to the games Yeah, but Armand, here's the thing. Expansion is just, they're still making, somehow they're okay with that. The front offices are okay with that. Dallas, they're okay with it. Same with Colorado. New England, these three clubs, the front offices are okay with no one going to the game. It does not bother them one single bit. And unless the fans that go there regularly realize that, then they should just boycott. Have a, I promise you what it would do to the league if there was a game and not a single fan showed up. That would get world attention, worldwide attention. Have you seen a Chicago Fire game recently? Have you seen a couple of Revs games recently? Well, the Revs games this past weekend was more full than you think. Uh, you should have wondered had 8,000 announced. That was terrible. I mean, it, this is all correlating to the fact that MLS on TV is just not growing. And we're citing World Soccer Talk. Yes, they have their bias. But headline from Christopher Harris, MLS fails to close TV ratings gap with the Premier League and Liga MX. Now, quote, as the popularity of Liga MX and the Premier League continue to grow in the United States, based on the way both leagues monopolize the most watched games on U.S. TV each week, MLS is getting left behind. At World Soccer Talk, we analyzed all the TV ratings data from 2018 to see how the three most popular soccer leagues performed. We went ahead and made it a direct comparison, including... Only including the TV viewing numbers for the length of the MLS season to see how they did head-to-head. And guys, I mean, Premier League since 2016 has grown 69%. Nice. Liga MX, 46%. Another very good number. MLS, guess what they're sitting at? 20%. Two. Eight. Eight. 
flipping percent. Tell me, and and we're going to close on the show like this. Armand, tell me why anybody would be interested in spending $150 million, $200 million on an expansion fee and then have to build a $200 million plus stadium. You're investing half a billion dollars pretty much from the get-go into a league that's grown 8% on TV viewing since 2016 while the Premier League and League of MMX don't is surging. Me, don't ask me. Don't ask me. No, but seriously, what is the logic? Tell me why an ownership sits there. Guys, I'm going to lead a team to the MLS. I mean, could you imagine if this was some sort of, I don't know, auto dealership? If this was Ferrari, Lamborghini, and the other one was like Yugos, whatever brand that is. And you're like, yeah, let's invest in that one. It grows 8% in a course over the course of two years. Let me, let me try to answer this then for you the most logical way I can. The only way that would make sense in my mind why they would invest in it. Yes, it has been only 8% in the last two years. But if you were an owner and you look around and you say, the Premier League's growing, League MX is growing, soccer in general in this country is growing, MLS should have, will eventually have a larger slice of that pie in no five, or ten years, five or ten years on the road here. So I'm going to invest now while it's still uh, relatively cheap compared to buying an NBA franchise or an NFL franchise, buy in now, and I'll reap the benefits of that 10 years down the road. Jake, that's, that's we've been saying that for 15 flipping years. It's the next big thing. MLS is on the rise. Soccer's on the rise. Yeah, okay, we get it. Playing the long game. Yeah, playing the long game. And it's a very, very long game. Anyway, listeners, we're back. A little spicy. Spicy show. We're back. A little bit rusty there. At Armand Kafai, get the latest FC Dallas coverage at Armand Kafai. At Jake Wittrobo with the hot takes. Follow us here truly at Steven Jodron. And for the show account at Unc Sam Soccer Pod, we want to hear your thoughts. Remember, question of the day. How interested have you been in MLS 2019? And give us a reason why or why not. Until tomorrow. Capital One knows life doesn't alert you about your credit card. Pitch hitting, the catcher number two. Also, Karen in row J eating the hot dog. Did you mean to tip 167% yesterday at Lake Cafe restaurant? Just checking. So, meet Eno, the Capital One assistant that catches things that might look wrong, like over tipping, then sends an alert to your phone and helps you fix it. Eno, another way Capital One is watching out for your money when you're not. Capital One, what's in your wallet? See CapitalOne.com for details. Limitations apply. Yellow Fan for Sprint, May 29th, 2019. ADIDYEFS1166000 iPhone XR logo IB Sprint 30. Right now, Sprint has a great deal. Double the fun. Buy the latest iPhone and get an iPhone XR on us. All you need is approved credit and 24 month installment billing. No trade in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1 today. iPhone XR, 64 gigabyte, 3125 month. Second phone, $0. After 3125 month, credit apply within two bills. Requires two new lines of service. If canceled earlier, your remaining balance due. Coverage and offer not available. If you're $30, activation fee restrictions apply. Tax to its head.